everyone. Good afternoon to you, and thank you so much for tuning in once again to Solutions with Anna Donahue. Oh my gosh, do we have a powerful show for you today? Have you ever dealt with doubt? Have you ever uh, struggled with, I, I don't want to doubt it, but I do. Doubt versus trust. That's what we're going to tackle today. So you really, please be in tune. And I want to announce that the month of February will bring some of this back up. I'll have my daughter on the set and we're going to tackle everything pertaining to the mind because doubt hits the thought realm first, doesn't it? So we're going to tackle that. But I want you to start just kind of getting into the practice of saying, Lord, I believe because that's going to help us knock out some of this doubt. But let me get into some of this, some definitions to help. Doubt from the Latin, dubitare, it means to hesitate. It means you're wavering in your opinion. You're not trusting. Something's causing you to doubt. New Testament, this gets real serious. Being anxious, that causes anxiety through a distracted state of mind. Something's hitting your mind and instead of kicking it out fast, which will be one of our solutions, you're letting it float. It's floating up there and it's distracting your state of mind. Have you, I, I know this stuff. I have fought through this stuff. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I believe I walk in the victory many times of this, but I'm only saying it because I relate. I know what it's like. This gets real serious though. The book of Hebrews will say in 319, doubt or unbelief, same thing, doubt, if you're doubting, you don't believe. If you're trusting, you believe, correct? Doubt or unbelief kept the children of Israel out of the promised land. This gets serious, folks. Look at Hebrews 3.19. We see they were not able to enter because of unbelief. We want to start learning. 2021, kick the doubts out fast. And go to the truths of the word of God. Replace them with the truths. James will tell you a couple more things on doubt. James will say, hey, when you're asking for wisdom, when you're in prayer, ask in faith, true trust, without doubting. Because if not, you're going to be the one who doubts, you know, tossed to and fro. Oh, God will be good on the day he gives you what you want. And on the next day when you don't get it when you want, you'll be like, oh, I'm just so upset. God didn't give it to me. You're wavering. Either God's good or he's not. And you know God's good. So get on that side. Get on that page and stay on that page. Doubt is a brother to fear. Think about this. When you're doubting, fear is somewhere close by causing you to have that anxiety, distracted state of mind. It's cooped up with fear. You don't want it. Amen. And one more Hebrews 4, 2. Indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they did, the children of Israel. But the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith. It was mixed with doubt and unbelief. We don't want that. We don't want that. What's the opposite of doubt? This gets exciting. Trust. What's the title of our message? I believe God, doubt versus trust. Remember what we're going to start coming out of our mouth. Lord, I believe. What's trust? Trust, confidence. You have confidence in someone. You're relying on someone. 
Amen. Gets deeper. Biblical trust. You're leaning on someone or something to the point biblically. The word has a more concrete meaning of to cling. A related word, and he gives this long word, this author, is a melon clinging to the vine. That is trust. That melon just stays on that vine. See yourself clinging to the vine. And every, I'm prophesying everything the melon's going to need is already provided from the vine. This is good news. You can trust God. You're the melon. <laughs> you're hooked to the vine. Let him flow down to you what you're going to need. Trust God. Boy, I'm speaking prophetically. Probably to myself. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own up here understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. What's the result? What's the fruit? He'll direct your every step. All because you look to him and you're trusting, not letting doubt enter in. How do I go? Here, we're going to get to some solutions. Okay, great, Anna. Sounds great. How do I get from unbelief, doubting, torment, really? If you've ever, there's some torment in there. To trust, to where I just say, God, I believe. Let's try some of these. The first solution I put on almost all my notes. You cannot overlook this. You cannot say to yourself, yeah, I got it. Because I wonder if you do get it. First solution, spend time with God. Get the word of God in you. No shortcuts. Spend time. Think about someone you trust right now. How do you know you can trust that person? Did they have to prove themselves to you, perhaps? Are you trustworthy? Can someone trust you? You've had to kind of prove. I'll be there at 6 o'clock. Are you there at 6 o'clock? I'll be there to help in the children's ministry. Are you there to help in the children's ministry? God has proven over and over and over again he can be trusted. Right? Just, just the fact that you're listening. Just the fact that you've cried out and he saved you. Just the fact of the cross and Calvary and the resurrection. Just the fact that some of you just recently God answered one of your prayers. Why would you stop trusting right now? I'll tell you why. Because it's not right in front of you and you can't see it with your natural eyes. It's causing you to doubt. Climb higher. Climb higher. Come on. Get into the kingdom of God realm so you can see clearly. This stuff is so powerful. I'm going to be spending time on faith 2021 in these teachings. But first solution, no shortcuts. Get with God. Get in the word. Let the word get in you. This, there, there's just no, there's no changing that one. Number two, this is another power one. The minute the doubt hits, cast it out. You do not have to believe everything that hits your brain. In fact, you're told not to. What happened to Peter? Those of you who know your Bibles, think about this principle. Here's Peter. He sees Jesus. He says, Master, command me to come on the water. Jesus says, all right. I think Jesus was tickled at his faith at first. All right, Peter, come on. What's Peter do? He jumps out of the boat. He starts to walk on the water. His trust was in God. Okay. What's he do? 
Starts looking around. Oh, I, uh, I'm on water. Uh, I'm walking up. Reasoning. Thinking. Left the kingdom of God realm. Trust and faith. And he started looking at it. I'm preaching. He started looking at his circumstances. What did he do? He began to sink. Oh, my bejeebers. He be, I can just see people writing and now saying bejeebers. I love it. I know. Jesus had to go and pick him up, which he will do for you. But it's when he started to think, he sank. Get into the kingdom of God realm. Solution. Get time with God. Number two, kick that thing out fast. It's a discipline. I know because I've done this for years and decades. It is a discipline. And at first, as I'm going to quote Hannah Whittle Smith, you're not going to want to do it. Because for some reason in that, we just, we entertain that doubt stuff until you get so sick and tired of it. Good. Kick that thing out. Let's look at a couple other solutions. Oh my gosh, this one. Oh my gosh. Praise. Praise. This house, our cars, we kick in praise all the time. It is a solution to help kick out doubt. What did Abraham do? Romans 4.20. With respect to the promises of God, he did not waver in unbelief. Why? He grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. He praised his way out, and so can you. What about, what about uh, Paul and Silas in jail? At midnight, they praise God. There's truth to all this stuff. The shackles break open. Doubt's a shackle. A couple more. Now, I kind of alluded to this with, with everything we've just done. Open your mouth. I told someone last week, I said, you know what? When the doubt starts, look, look, at, look at this. Open your mouth and you can't think this and open your mouth at the same time. When you open your mouth to truth, this stops. Remember the little Pac-Man stuff? This stops. You've opened your mouth and you've kicked it out. Open your mouth and profess the truth. It'll kick the negativity out, the doubt and unbelief. I'm telling you. The moment the, ass the assault of doubt comes, lift up your shield of faith and open your mouth. Begin to sing praises and quote the scripture. Send it away. Now, this is a quote from Hannah Whittle Smith. Great man, saint of God. Clamor as they may. Doubts will clamor. I want in. I want in. I'm sorry. You can't live here. I talk to my doubts that way. Clamor as they may. Doubts cannot hurt you. Listen to this. If you don't let them in. This is Hannah Whittle Smith. I know it will look to you sometimes as though you're shutting a door against your best friends and your heart will long after your doubts. For some reason, that's that weird. You take comfort in all that stuff. You know, in time, you'll hate it. More than the Israelites longed after the flesh pots of Egypt. But deny yourself. Take up your cross in this matter and quietly but firmly refuse to listen to a single word of doubt. This is Hannah Whittle Smith. You may have to speak against them to yourself, to a friend, or to God, but do it. Open your mouth and say, doubt, you can't live here. You're done. And you've got to get firm. I've had to anyway and say, oh, no, sorry. This is what God says. Two more. It's going to take practice. And I don't want you to be discouraged about that. 
that, I told this person last week, I said, some of these doubts, some of these, and I'm going to get into this in February, some of the way you've been thinking has been for 20 and 30 years, and it has paved a road in your mind. I'll get into this in February. You are going to have to put a piece of dynamite, which will be the word of God, into the roadblock and blow it up. It is not allowed to have access in your mind anymore. It's going to take some practice. At least it did for me because here it came. And in time, I was able to start out and say, oh, I recognize that. I don't want that. And in time, I was able to find a scripture and say, oh, not only did I, not only do I not want it, I would operate and walk in the truth that would come against that till it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Same thing will happen for you. Next one is this. And then I'm going to get to a powerful quote as we close out the show. Follow your heart and not your head. Now, what I'm saying, I don't even have time to get into this, this show, but you can have some doubt in your head and your heart's still on fire wanting to believe. What about the guy in the Bible? Help my unbelief. The doubt was hitting his head, but he followed his heart. As you're growing and maturing and you're kicking that doubt out, just keep your heart right with God. Keep plowing in the heart. So what if it hits the brain? It's gonna, you're kicking it out eventually for good anyway. Follow the heart. You say, well, how do I know if it's my heart or my head? Get alone with God. Bible says the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. I depend on the Holy Spirit every second of my life. I want you to hear this quote as I close. This was powerful. The team and I were talking about it right before we came on the air. You tell me your thoughts on it because it might be so strong and I'm, I'm, it might be so strong that you're saying, I don't know. I don't know, Anna. I, you, I don't know. Investigate it with me. But listen to this line. I'm going to tell you some definitions. I don't know if th this was Hannah Whittle-Smith. Yes, forgive me. It was. It is an inexorable. What that means is inevitable, impossible to stop or alter or resist. It is an inexorable rule in the spiritual life. According to your faith, be it done to you. She says it has to work both ways. Inexorable, impossible to stop rule. If this is too hard for you, you let me know. That according to your doubt, be it done to you. She says it's a rule. Doubts and discouragements, she says, are inlets by which evil enters. She says faith is an impregnable, can't be penetrated wall against all evil. Now, I said a mouthful. I'm going to repeat it. I want you to really take it. It'll be re re just keep rewatching the show. You know, if you're taking notes and think, oh, I didn't get all that. It's okay. It's really, sh it'll shake you up, I think, in a good way. Not to put a yoke of slavery on you. That, oh, no, I de don't do all that with me. I'm trying to build your faith in the spirit. Here she goes. It is an inexorable rule in the spiritual life. Inexorable, inevitable, impossible to stop. 
It's a rule. According to your faith, be it done to you. Though she says the rule must go both ways. According to your doubt. I'm just thinking as I stand here, well, it played out in the children of Israel. They had doubt and unbelief and they didn't get in. I'm just saying. Doubt and discouragements are, she believes, inlets by which evil enters. Faith is an impregnable wall against all evil. I guess so, if you think about it. Impregnable. You can't, you can't penetrate it. Doubt can't penetrate through faith. We need to investigate this further. That's how powerful faith and trust in God are. Right? Hey, I hope you enjoyed that. That's some powerful stuff. Of course, we'll be back by His grace next week. I want to pray with you. I want you to know we have a January 29th conference coming. It's going to be a powerhouse meeting, more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. Go to the website, get all the details. Locals, Baton Rouge, anyone, come. It's free. I want to give you a scripture of something the team and I are standing on before we pray. Mark 16, 15, out of the Passion. He, Jesus, said to them, as you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. God, how do I do that? Through the tools of media, through camera equipment, through podcasts, through social media, through meetings. I go to, I'll still go to, we're, we've been in COVIDville, <laughs> Coronaville. But really, folks, through the media is really what's burn. It's literally burning in my heart. And uh, to go further, God kind of, not kind of, uh, yeah, it's already in the works. He put on my heart to get a studio, TV studio. That's what we're doing. So that we, this crew can show up in a TV studio and we're just knocking shows out to go to the entire human race. Would you be interested in standing with us for this? Oh my gosh, we'd be so honored. It will cover, of course, rent. It will cover paying staff. It will cover everything involved. Uh, and having a TV studio to get to the entire world. He said, that's a big vision. I got a big God. He put it in my heart. So you can go to anodyneministries.com at your convenience and donate. Write to us. Let me know what you think. And um, it's a powerful show today. Powerful stuff. So in the meantime, we love you. Father, I just, I see through the camera lens all these incredible people some of them are at midnight. I know that. Some of them are at three in the morning. I know that. Doesn't matter the time slot. You are still Lord God. You are God of them and you love them. And you're saying 2021 can really be a change year for all of us. God, be with my brothers and sisters who are watching. Be with someone who doesn't know you and that they see us and they say, I want to know God, the one true God. And that's you, Jesus. Please, Lord, we would be honored. Father, thank you. I pray they cry out to you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We love you. In the meantime, we will see you next week on Solutions with Anna Donahue. Amen.